Welcome to Thousand Hills Ranch Church. We hope this message opens your heart to the blessings Christ has for you. Today, I want to wrap up a series that I've been in called the, The Gate Opener. The Gate Opener. And some of you guys are like, what's that about? Well, one of the values that we have here at Thousand Hills is we ride to serve. In other words, as, as believers in Jesus Christ, it's not enough to just sit on our butts and not do anything that makes a difference in life. Amen? We are called to serve other people. And so for the past few weeks, we've been looking at this example um, of, a, of a cowboy. This is a cowboy. Again, this is just an example that we've used. But this cowboy, he, he you know, got to that gate and he opened that gate so that other people could ride through the gate, Right? I mean, if he had other cowboys obviously with him, he would open the gate, they would ride through, he would either close the gate or leave it open so that they could gather cows and push them through the gate so that they could be worked. And the cool thing about this symbol is it's a symbol of servanthood, right? I mean, he, he is, and, and some of the points that we've already learned is we must lower our position to fulfill our mission, in other words, he lowered himself off the horse. He got, you know, he humbled himself and he served other people so that they could ride through the gate. We are called to do the same thing. The gate is Jesus and we are called to humble ourselves and serve one another so that we can see people ride through the gate of Jesus. Amen. That's a great thing right there. Yeah, so that was the first point that we learned. Number two was this. We must go from being a consumer to being a contributor. In other words, you might come to church and you might like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope I you know, receive you know, from the Lord today. I hope I receive a message. I hope the worship's good. I, I want to hear from the Lord. That is great. And that is a part of what the church is all about. But as a believer and as someone who serves God and loves God, we are called to contribute, not just consume. And so that was number two. Number three was, if we do these things, Jesus promises, uh, promises us blessings when we serve. And you say, well, what's, what's the blessings of serving? Well, uh, one, of the, one of the blessings is you'll get to know what your gift is. Some of you guys are like, I don't know what my purpose is or my talent or my gift. Well, start serving. Join a team, you know, get involved, and then God will show you what your gift is if you don't know it already. Uh, ready. Um, the other one is, when you begin to serve, guess what? You get a front row seat to what God is doing in the world. In other words, you get to see the miracles that he does because you're actually involved. You're actually serving. And so, you know, and and we get to praise God as well. And so those are some of the blessings that, that Jesus promises to those who serve him and serve other people. The last one we learned this past week was serving others is often a test of our love for God. How many of you guys came last week? Anybody come last week? Yeah, yeah. Um, What's funny, when you teach these things, and I've said this before, typically God gives you an opportunity to do something about it, right? I don't know if you you had that opportunity after we talked about it's a test to serve other people, but I got a phone call, I believe it was, um, you know, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere around there, and uh, there was this gal, and it was funny because I talked, I used the example of, you know your true friends if they'll help you move, Remember? I mean, if you're like moving and you're like, hey, you want to come help me move? And they're like, heck no, they're not your real friends. But if you, if you have, if you're moving and someone calls you and says, hey, you know, or says, hey, I'll help you move, then that's a true test of your friendship. Well, guess what happened? I got a call from a neighbor. She was moving and I, she needed help moving. <laughs> God, he has a sense of humor, right? 
But here's what I praise God. They had already moved everything, and all they had left was one couch. And she and another girlfriend of hers, they couldn't get it out of the front door. So they called me and said, hey, can you come over and help us move our couch? So I got over there. I had to move one couch, load it on a trailer, and I was done. But it was still a test of my love for God and my love for other people. So, again, sometimes, you know, God says, hey, I want you to just act out of obedience. You may not feel like it, but when you do that, he can change your heart and he can make you do it out of love. He can show you how to do it out of love. So a lot of times, you know, serving others is often a test of our love for God. Well, those are the things that we've learned uh, so far. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you to each of you that have said yes to God. And you have joined teams in the last few weeks. You've said, man, I want to I wanna step up. I want to start serving. And, and you've joined teams or you've committed to work, you know, uh, on a Sunday or Easter or, you know, just whatever. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, because you've stepped up and began to serve the Lord. So let's give the, let's give the church a hand, all right? <clears throat> Well, today I want to I wanna wrap up a series by talking about one more reward of serving God and serving other people. And here it is. Here's the statement that I want you to remember. Those who serve are those who feel connected. Let me say it again. Those of us that serve, those of you that serve on a team, are, and those of you that serve God, guess what? You're the ones who feel connected. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but when I serve with people, typically I connect with them. I'll, g- I'll give you an example. Um, how many of you guys have ever been on a mission trip? Like with your church growing up, you went on a mission trip, maybe overseas or you know somewhere else, you know, in a, to a community, and and you served in that community. Well, I have had the opportunity to suffer for the Lord when I was in college, and uh, there was a mission trip, and they were going to Jamaica. I know it was hard. But I said yes to the Lord. Bless my heart. <laughs> but really, so they were, there was, I was an intern at the church I was growing up with. They, uh, they, they heard of a need at a church in Jamaica, and they wanted to take vacation Bible school to Jamaica to be able to minister to these kids in this poor income area. And so a group of about eight or ten of us, we packed it up, got our passports and everything, and we, we flew to Jamaica and we began to serve this community. And you say, was it glamorous? Were you on the beach all the time? No. We actually uh, drove up away from the beach into the mountains, and we began to serve this, this church, was, uh, which was in the middle of this, again, a poor neighborhood. Um, there was bars on most of, the, you know, most of the rooms and all that stuff. There was gangs, drugs, all this stuff going on. But the cool thing was there was this church right in the middle of all this darkness, and we, we got to, you know, come and help them gather the kids around and have vacation Bible school. And I'll never forget it. I went um, with a group, like I said, about eight or ten people. And I got to room with a man named Skin, or Sam Skinner. He was an African-American man. He was about mid-50s, and he snored like a freight train. So I didn't get any sleep on the whole trip. And every, every time we would wake up, you know, they didn't have air conditioning or anything. And we were sleeping in this like bunkhouse kind of deal. Uh, this rooster was right outside of our window. And I woke up to this stinking rooster. I almost killed it. Just being honest. Um, but Sam and I, uh, again, just had a great time together serving the Lord together. Um, he was obviously black. And so everybody thought that he spoke Jamaican. And so everywhere we'd go, they'd go, you, you, <laughs> I can't even talk in a Jamaican accent. You're making me crazy, you know. 
Um, but they would look at him and they, they would think he was Jamaican and he wasn't Jamaican. He was pure white. You know, I mean, not, he was black, but he was, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Um, but it was so funny. We, we would drive, you, you know, in Jamaica, you drive on the wrong side of the road. So I can't tell you how many people flipped this off and, you know, did all kinds of stuff. But we were having a blast. And so it was just an amazing time serving together. And because of that, here's what happened. We served God. We served, you know, each other. We served this community. Many, many kids came to know Jesus. Amen? That's a cool thing. And it was so funny because we got to baptize a few of them, and they, they were kind of ribbing this one girl one time um, because, you know, usually they'll baptize the kids in the river, and they're, they're, you know, they would joke around about how when they would baptize them, you know, their sins would roll away in the river, and they would talk about this, and they were making fun of this one kid who got baptized in the pool because they were like, your sins are still in the pool. And I was like, no, 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 that's not how it works. When you give your life to Jesus, that's where he washes your sins away. But through all of that, guess what? I connected with those eight or ten individuals. Why? Because we were serving the Lord together. I love telling that story about going to Jamaica because I connected with those people. And we made a difference for the glory of the Lord. And, and here's a phrase that I learned a long time ago, and, and it applies to those of us that, again, we serve with, the, with people. It's this, those I sweat with, I connect with, right? Maybe you're on a basketball team or a football team, and you sweat with these guys, and you were on that basketball team with those girls, and you, you know, went to state and all that stuff. You, you probably connected with those people, right? I mean, maybe you're, you know, in the armed forces and you went overseas and you were a part of a, you know, a group of men or women that you served our country with. Guess what happens when you do that? You connect, right? I mean, that's just a part of, of the blessing of it. Maybe you, you know, work calves, you know, for your neighbor and you connect with those other guys because you work calves together. Well, I'm here to tell you this. Listen, there is no greater connection than what we do for the Lord, Amen. You can you can work in other ways. You can, you know, you know, be a part of certain organizations or do certain things, but there is no greater connection spiritually than what we do for the Lord. And we can build a connection with serving God or with God and serving other people like you could never imagine. You can never imagine. And so some of you are here today and sadly you don't feel connected. All right? I, I'm just, let's just point it out. Some of you guys have been in church maybe all your lives and you don't feel connected. Maybe you look around and you're like, man, I don't even know anybody here. I don't even know their names. And you come and you sit and, you know, you might sing a little. You might shake somebody's hand every now and then. You might, uh, you know, listen to a message, but you leave and you never feel connected. Here's what I want you to realize. That is not God's plan for you. God's plan for you is for you to connect deeply with him and connect with other believers. I want, to, I want you to look at a scripture in Philippians chapter 2. It says in Philippians chapter 2, listen to what it says. It says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Are there, is there any you know, comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make, my tr- make me truly happy by what? What's the word? By agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and what? Loving of one another and what's the last part? Working together with one mind and purpose. 
Here's the cool thing about our church. I believe that we know who we are, right? I believe that we have a mission. I believe that we know our values. I mean, we, our mission is we're going to lead people to ride for Christ, right? But the, what Paul says in this scripture, he says, you know what will make me happy? Is when all of you get together and you agree wholeheartedly. And you say, what does that mean? Well, that means when you come to a church, you need to value what they value, right? You need to, you know, go, well, I can get behind that. I mean, they, you know, like some of our values, we're going to make it all about Jesus. Well, I can, I can get behind that. We're going to reach unchurched people. Well, I can get behind that. And you value, you agree wholeheartedly with the people that you're serving God with. That's what, that's what Paul says will make him happy. And, he, and, and obviously it makes the Lord happy as well. But the second part it says is when you love one another. In other words, when we begin to, you know, agree wholeheartedly together and we begin to love one another, that makes God happy. Makes, makes the Lord happy. And then the last part, it says, when you work together. In other words, when you serve together to fulfill God's mission for his church. And guess what? When we do this, we connect deeply with God and other people. And you say, well, what else? Well, I mean, when we get that deep connection with God and with, you know, with other people, what can that provide? What, what is the result of that? Well, I'll give you two things and I'm done. Number one is this. We can change our story. We can change our story. Um, Saul, the, the, the guy who later became Paul, he, he wrote most of, the, um, most of the New Testament, right? Well, before he was known as Paul, he was known as Saul. And, you know, he wasn't always a Christian. I don't know if you know the background of Paul, but Paul was actually a murderer of Christians, I mean, he hated Christians. He persecuted Christians. But one day on the road to Damascus, which is a town, Jesus showed up in his life and changed his life forever. And he became a believer in Jesus Christ. And naturally, he wanted to start telling other people about Jesus. But here was the problem. What was he before he became a Christian? He was a murderer of Christians. So here's the thing. The problem was he didn't have anyone to serve with right? And so he said, man, I want to go find some other disciples, some other followers of Jesus so that I can serve alongside of them. But what happened? I'll I'll tell you what happened. Look at Acts chapter 9. It says, when Saul arrived in Jerusalem, listen to what happened. He tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. I mean, can you get it? I mean, do you get it? I mean, here he was, a murderer of Christians, and he's like walking up to these guys who love Jesus. He's like, hey guys, how's it going? Can I, can I hang out with you guys? And they're like, heck no. You just killed some guys the last week, right? And so he, he arrives and he tried, to be, he, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. But then who? What's his name? Say it together. What's his name? Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul, who later became Paul, had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So Saul stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. Here's what I want you to get out of this. Paul didn't have any friends to serve with. So what did he do? He reached out, right? 
I mean, he went to them and he said, hey guys, can I serve with you guys? And they're like, what? I mean, you, you, you murdered Christians just last week um, and now you're wanting to lead a Bible study? What the heck? Right? And so they were like, no, we're afraid of you. But then guess what? Barnabas shows up and Barnabas says, hey, Paul, I'll put my reputation on the line. I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you to the disciples. And he put his reputation on the line. And, the, and again, it not only changed Paul's story, it actually changed history. I mean, if you think about it, without Barnabas, we might not have the New Testament. Because they might not have been, you know, willing to open their lives to Paul so that he could grow alongside of them and he could serve the Lord together. And so Paul decided to connect with the other disciples and it changed history. Here's the point. We have to do the same thing. I mean, Paul was one friend away from changing his destiny. And that friend was Barnabas. Here's the point. Who we connect with can change our story forever. It can change our story forever. I'll give you a few examples in my life. Um, I have a a guy, a friend, a mentor. Uh, His name's Billy Morgan. And... uh, he was, he was my youth minister growing up, and we, uh, we served together a lot. I mean, we sweat together. We, we set up on Wednesday nights, and we would serve uh, teenagers in our, in our town, and he was the youth minister there, and we just had a great time serving together. Um, and because of that, we would obviously work together, and we became friends, and to this day, I am who I am because of Billy Morgan, right? I mean, we... We connected in a big way. There was another guy, uh, I call him Dean Melton because he was the dean of students at, at OBU where I went to school. And he and I connected in a special way as well. And we served on leadership together at OBU, did awesome, uh, awesome things for the Lord together. And because of him, he helped change my story. I mean, I could go on and on about friends that I became friends with and we served, you know, in ministry together. We served the Lord together. We served other people together and they helped change my story. Here's the, tr- here's the fact. Look at Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 24. It says, and let us consider how we can spur one another on toward love and what? And good deeds. Here's the thing. When you begin to connect with God and you begin to connect with other believers, guess what they can do? They can help change your story. I mean, when you begin to make, you know, let's say you, uh, you're single and you want to marry somebody. If you have the right friends around you that, that love Jesus and that love you, guess what? They can speak truth into your life and help change your story. I mean, there were times in my life where I wanted to date the wrong person and I had those men in my life to say, no, you don't need to be dating her. She's not what God has for you. She's not the best for your life. And they began to speak truth into my life. When I didn't know what my next step was or, you know, what I was supposed to do for a job, I had these men in my life that spoke truth into my life to help me, to change my story. And I am the man that I am today because of them. When I question God, when I'm like, God, what the heck are you doing? And I began to doubt God. These men were in my life to help me change my story. I mean, I could have been led astray by the, the, the attacks of the devil, but, but these men were in my life, and because I connected with them, and I centered my relationship around God, and their relationship was centered around God, and we had a friendship, and we served together, they helped change my story. Listen, I want you to hear this. You are one friend away, you are one connection away from changing your story. Some of you have a marriage that's on the rocks, 
Some of you um, have an addiction that you can't get rid of. Some of you are a leader and you're at a stopping point in your leadership because you're like, I don't know what else to do. Can I just give you a, a, a word of advice? Connect with someone who loves Jesus so that they can help you. I mean, again, there are so many people that have so much wisdom in the Lord and so much wisdom about maybe what you're going through uh, that they can help you get through that. And so here's what I've learned. The best place to find those friendships is right here. Amen? I mean, why would you not want to, you know, connect with someone who loves Jesus, again, who's like-minded, who's going to tell you, yeah, when you get into a fight with your wife, you need to stay. You don't need to run. You don't need to try to get out. You need to stay, and you need to fight for your marriage. I want a friend like that. I need a friend like that. I have friends like that. When you're dealing with an addiction, you don't know how to get over it. Again, you need friends in your life that you can connect with so that you can get past that addiction. I'm telling you, you can find those friends right here at Thousand Hills Ranch Church. I mean, you know, you say, well, how do I do that? Join a team. Begin to connect with someone. Today, you're going to get introduced to all of our ranch group leaders so you can meet in, in, in homes and connect with other believers. Don't miss the chance to connect with someone who can help change your story. And so if you want a connection, it's time to commit to serving God and serving other people and growing in your relationship. And so by connecting to others, you know, through serving God together, we can change our story. That's the first thing. And here's the last thing. The second thing that happens when we connect through serving other people is this. Number two, the world takes notice and we can change the world. The world takes notice when we begin to serve one another, love one another, and serve our community. Look at the scripture, John 13, 35. It says, by this, what? Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you, what? If you love one another. The Bible says that that the world will know that we love God and that we love each other by how we love and serve God one another. See, here's, here's what the world's looking for. You ready? They're looking for the same thing you are. They're looking for something to, to connect with. They're looking for someone to connect with. They're looking for a place to serve that's going to make a bigger difference than making a paycheck in the oil field, right? They're looking for something that's going to make an eternal difference, something that's bigger than themselves. They are looking for a group of people that they can connect with and make a difference in eternity. And guess what? They're looking to the church for it. And if they're not, we need to be inviting them so that they can come and connect. I mean, again, so many people are looking for a group that they can agree wholeheartedly with. That they can, you know, have a community that loves one another. They can have a friend that they can work together and accomplish some bigger things than, 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 you know, that they're doing already. And so we have the privilege as the church to offer them that connection. The people in our community are looking for that. You were looking for that before you found it here at Thousand Hills, right? And now that you've found it, listen, we need to share that with the community around us. You say, well, how can we do that? And how do we do that? Well, one of the ways is through Easter. I mean, this is one of the greatest opportunities for you to ask somebody to come to church. 
I mean, most people, they, if they've lived in America very long or, you know, know anything about, you know, you know, religion or whatever, they know, hey, I should go on Easter, at least Easter, right? I mean, they should go on Easter. Well, that is the perfect opportunity to, t- you know, to ask your neighbors, hey, man, do you guys go to church on, on Easter? Well, you got to come with us. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to connect with our church. They're going to connect with someone at church, and they're going to come to know Jesus. Amen. I mean, that's what our goal is, right? I mean, I could tell you about a family. Uh, we were in a training just last week, and we were, you know, talking uh, as leaders, a uh, howdy team training, and a guy in there, I won't tell you who he is um, because he's sitting in a seat today, um, but a guy in there said, hey, man, I came for the first time a few years ago on Easter. And, I, you know, the only, way, the only reason we knew it was happening was because you sent a little flyer in my kid's folder at school. And, they, and, and his family came to Easter, and, and the first thing that he heard was Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison. And he said, you know what? I was sold. As soon as I heard Johnny Cash, as soon as I heard you sing Johnny Cash, I was like, this is the church for me. Amen? And because of that, listen. Because of that, this man's life was changed and his family's life has changed and they're here serving in our church to this day. You say, well, how do I connect with people outside in the world? And just invite them. It's that simple. Just invite them to church. You came to church because you were invited, many of you. Do that for someone else. I mean, we've used events like our ranch rodeos, our barrel races. We've used events, you know, in serving our community, you know, at the chuck wagon feed, you know, to the Elks Lodge. I mean, we've partnered with, you know, the Salvation Army. We are serving our community so that we can see lives changed. And guess what? When you begin to serve, you're going to get to be a part of the miracles that God is doing through the service of Thousand Hills Ranch Church. And so now is the time to commit to serve God and to serve other people. Um, in closing, I, I, want you to, I want you to realize this. Some of you are here today, and, and, and again, you feel disconnected. You feel alone. You feel like no one knows your name. You feel like, you know, you don't know anybody else's name. Here's the question that I want you to ask yourself. Where can I start serving God and others? Where? Where does God want me to start serving God and others? Here's the second question. What do I need to do to connect with the right people? What do I need to do to connect to the right people? And here's the last question, and this may be where you're at today. Is there anyone I need to disconnect with so that I can be encouraged to follow the Lord even more? Well, you can't serve without being connected. And serving together for God's glory can make a difference in eternity. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want to leave you with one last scripture. And it says this, in Psalm 84, verse 10, it says, A single day in the courts, in your courts, talking to the Lord, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. The psalmist says, I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. Here's my prayer for you today. That you would be a gate opener. That you would be the Christian that says, okay, I'm not going to just come consume. I'm actually going to contribute to the kingdom of God. I'm going to begin to serve God because I know today 
I've learned today, and I already knew this, but maybe I, it was reiterated today that I am not connected solely and, and, and wholly to God because I'm not serving him. And so again, maybe you need to answer those questions that I had. Where can you start serving God and others? Where, where do you need to, or what do you need to do to connect with the right people? My prayer is that you would, you would ask those questions and that you would begin to realize, okay, God, you want me to serve? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to serve. And maybe you just need to make this commitment today. Maybe you just need to pray this prayer in your heart. Lord, show me where you want me to start serving. Show me what I need to do to connect to the right people. I want to serve you, God. I want to change the world for your glory because you've changed my life. And just like Paul, I want to share your story. And so connect me with the right people so that I can make a difference for you. Listen, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, how many of you guys would say, you know what, Bo, I made that commitment. I prayed that prayer just now. Would anybody raise your hand and say that? I made that commitment. I'm going to start serving the Lord. Thank you. All across the barn, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, you, you guys that just raised your hand, I praise God for you because you are willing to step up and say, okay, I'm going to start serving other people. I'm not going to live for myself any longer. I'm not going to, you know, come to just, you know, take in. I'm going to be a contributor and I'm going to make a difference for the Lord. And so I praise God for those of you that made that commitment today. Some of you are here today and you've never connected to Jesus himself. Listen, it's hard to serve somebody you don't know. And so maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what? I want to I give my life to Jesus. I, I know I'm a, you know, not a, a believer. I know that I've never trusted in him. I know I've never surrendered my life to him. And I want to do that. How do I do that? Well, the Bible says anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, what does that mean? Well, it means that, that if you will confess your sin to him and ask him to forgive you of your sin and come into your life, he will save you from your sin and give you eternal life. And so maybe you need to pray maybe this prayer today, just in your hearts. You don't have to pray it out loud, but maybe you just need to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, I know that you died on the cross for my sins. And so today, I'm surrendering my life to you. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin and coming into my life today. I give you praise. Listen, maybe you just prayed that prayer with me for the very first time. We rejoice with you because you've now began a friendship with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And now you have the opportunity to live a life that you couldn't live before. A life that glorifies God. A life that, that is above yourself. And a life that can make a difference for eternity. 
And so we praise God. If you just gave your life to Jesus, we praise God because you have just made the best decision that you'll ever make in your life. And you say, well, what do I do now? Well, now it's time to connect. It's, it's time to connect with the Lord and spend time with Him in His Word, the Bible, and to pray and to begin to grow in your new relationship with Him. And it's also time to connect with other believers so that they can help you in this ride with Christ. And so just in a second, Heather's going to come. She's going to share with you how you can connect with God more and how you can connect with this church so that we can grow His kingdom together. And so we praise God for your decision today. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the privilege that it is to serve you. And Lord, for those that maybe feel disconnected today, I pray that they would find connection in serving you and serving other people. And Lord, I praise you for those that are serving already. And I thank you for them. And I pray that you would bless their lives. Allow them to see the miracles that you're doing all around us. And so Lord, we thank you for the ability and the, the desire to serve you. And I pray that we would continue to make a difference so that we can change the world. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you've made a commitment today, you can get in touch with us at thousandhillsranch.church or call us at 580-216-6427. We ride to be generous and we celebrate the cheerful giver. If you feel led to give, please go to thousandhillsranch.church and click on the Give tab to give your tithes and offering today. Have a blessed week.